Hey, it's Lily Jamali. Marketplace Tech has a new limited series out on YouTube called Decoding Democracy. With rapid advancements in new technology like AI, disinformation efforts are more convincing and more misleading than ever. So we'll be discussing how to spot things like deep fakes, how to protect yourself from disinformation, and how to talk to your friends and family about it. As always, this fact-based journalism and vital information will be free and accessible to all. As a public service newsroom, donations from you help us take on ambitious reporting projects like this one. Every single gift makes a difference. Go to marketplace.org slash give tech. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact. Helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. Driverless trucks could be set to hit a possible roadblock in the nation's biggest tech hub. From American Public Media, this is Marketplace Tech. I'm Lily Jamali. Self-driving technology company Aurora Innovation has plans to commercialize autonomous trucks by the end of next year. So far, the company seems to be on that path in Texas. Here in California, where the company is partly headquartered and has long incubated much of its technology, it's a different story. The company's home state may push back on its innovations with California Assembly Bill 316, which would prohibit any self-driving trucks weighing more than 10,000 pounds from hitting the road here without a trained human operator behind the wheel. The legislation's got the support of labor unions, including the Teamsters, who argue it'll save jobs and keep California's roads safe. The bill could be headed to Governor Gavin Newsom's desk in the near future. I made a visit to Aurora's headquarters in the Bay Area and sat down with its CEO, Chris Ermson, and I asked him how this bill could halt the company's advances here in the Golden State. AB 316 is a bill that would require... Uh, well, would basically mean that California is not a place for automated trucks. And from our perspective, so much in the United States is open for business where they will see the economic benefit of this. They'll see the safety benefit of this. It Personally, it's a little bit sad that having helped incubate this technology in California to not have Californians benefit from it. I mean, on a scale of, you know, not a big deal to um, existential threat to your company, how would you rate your concerns about AB 316 right now? I think I'd think about it more about the benefit to society, right? That, you know, in the U.S., uh, I think somewhere between five and 6,000 people die in truck-related accidents every year. There's uh, half a million truck-related accidents every year on our roads. And this is something that we can help, right? And and driving a truck is a really important job. It's a noble job. Our whole economy doesn't work without it. At the same time, it's a really tough, difficult job for the drivers, right? These are people that, uh, for long-haul drivers, they don't get to stay at home every night. They're off on the road perhaps weeks, months at a time. 
you know, they'll miss their daughter or son's soccer game. Uh, you know, they have significant uh, um, kind of health issues. Mm-hmm. Turns out if you're a truck driver, you're 10 times as likely to die on the job as the average American. And so while this is a really important critical job and the people who do it are doing something that matters for us, we can improve safety and we can help them have better high quality jobs, uh, right? There's still going to be, we're creating jobs in this industry through this work. So today we have vehicle operators that are helping us develop and test this. They move into triaging on the development side, but then we have terminal operations staff. We have remote assistance staff. Uh, we have, you know, these jobs that are around this really exciting, interesting industry of freight that just won't be driving the truck in the long term. But the Teamsters don't seem to be hearing that message. So they're obviously very concerned about jobs because these are their members. They're talking a lot about safety as well, which you touched on. Um, I mean, how do you address the concerns coming from them? Do you feel it's your responsibility to address those concerns? It's part of why we founded the company is that we see the importance of uh improving transportation, that that fundamentally transportation, the way we operate vehicles on the road, hasn't evolved in a 100 years. That since the Model T rolled off the line, there's been a person behind the left-hand seat. You know, we've had crank start, we've had air conditioning, seat belts, all that. And this is the next big opportunity to improve that. Uh, And so, you know, we forget in these conversations that the status quo is not really acceptable that 40,000 Americans died on roads last year. One and a quarter million people died globally. And we can push technology forward to reduce that. And so as we look at it, yes, it's our, you know, we think it's really important that we do our job well around developing a safe system. Uh, that this is why we've shared as much as we have about how we're doing that, about how we're using simulation, about our safety case. Uh, and, and then we think it's important to see this technology come to market because without it, we're, you know, we've, we've seen what happens. We've mm-hmm. seen the fatalities and injuries on the road. We've seen the impact that, um, an insufficient kind of ability to transport has had on the economy through the, uh, supply chain crisis we suffered through over the last few years. Can you talk a little bit about how you get that safety message to the American public? Because so many people still, are uncomfortable with this technology. I think there was a recent AAA survey that found something like two-thirds of Americans still don't trust this technology. How do you address that? And I think that's reasonable, that this is a new technology, and 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 we should be held up to scrutiny, uh, and we are, uh, appropriately. Our approach is to educate, to provide you know, our, you know, obviously our belief in the value and importance of this technology, but also be clear about the challenges with it. And we haven't yet seen this technology deploy broadly. And so many people in America haven't had the chance to experience it. But, um, I'm convinced as we see that, uh, see this technology roll out, people will understand and realize those benefits. Is it simpler, easier to do trucks than cars when you're trying to do this autonomously? We think it's a better business to begin with because one, it's larger market. So today, trucking is about a 700 to $800 billion market in the U.S. and ride hailing is about a $60 billion market. So it's 10 times bigger market. Um, the economics are stronger. So the, we pay more to move goods than we do to move people. And so as we think about bringing a new technology to market where it's going to be more expensive to begin with and less expensive over time, being able to enter a market where you have 
more revenue to work with means that we can become a more pro, you know a profitable sustainable business sooner we also see that it's a much less emotional decision for the customer so if i get in a an uber uh and the driver takes you know second instead of first avenue or they cut through a gap in traffic that i wouldn't or they wait in a gap of traffic that i would have gone through it's kind of frustrating and annoying and maybe i don't want to have that experience again in contrast if i'm a shipper who is moving toilet paper from dallas to houston uh, what i care about is did it get there safely was it economical and to get there on time? Mm-hmm. And so it's it's a much less emotional business or on that front. And so we see all of those adding up to a better place to start. And then over time, as we develop this technology, as we begin to scale it, as we're able to demonstrate the safety of it, we'll bring the costs down and then we'll, we'll come and help make transportation for people better too. That was Chris Ermson, CEO of Aurora Innovation. just heard us talking about why self-driving big rigs can make more business sense than cars. Proponents say that's also true on safety grounds. Cross-traffic and pedestrians are challenges that have plagued autonomous car makers, but aren't much of an issue on highways. My colleague Kimberly Adams spoke with Wall Street Journal tech columnist Christopher Mims about this. You can check it out on our website, marketplacetech.org. And there is a perennial debate out here in California about whether the state is still the place to be for tech startups. Proposed laws like AB 316 are just the kind of fodder critics like to raise in those conversations. But in a commentary for the website Cal Matters last year, Sean Randolph, head of the Bay Area Council Economic Institute, says make no mistake, tech is still huge here. He writes that California gets almost three out of every $10 in federal research investment money. Tech makes up almost one-fifth of the economic value produced here. And as startup ecosystems go, Silicon Valley is still number one in the world, at least for now. Jesus Alvarado produced this episode. I'm Lily Jamali, and that's Marketplace Tech. This is APM. We all want to be our best selves, but it can be an expensive journey. From experimenting with alternative medicine. I was working with a natural, holistic nutritionist and never really thought about the cost. To splurging on fast fashion. I'm spending like all my tips. I was definitely spending like $200 a week. I'm Rima Hreis, host of Marketplace's This Is Uncomfortable. This season, we explore the cost of self-care and the real motivations behind our spending choices. Listen to This Is Uncomfortable wherever you get your podcasts.